Before we begin, I wanted to let you know about the best way to get a perfect night's sleep. With SleepWave Premium, enjoy an ad-free experience, two exclusive bonus episodes a month, as well as our back catalog of premium content. Your support really helps. Sign up takes two taps, so please click the link in the show notes. But now, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors who make this free content possible. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our children face more health challenges than we as parents ever did, and it can be challenging as a parent to be sure that you're doing the right things for your family. The advice can be overwhelming. I believe that moms are an absolute force of nature and have the most ability to create change. And that's why I created the Wellness Mama podcast to give simple answers for healthier families and to cut through all the noise. With over 700 episodes, the show has tons of practical tips on topics like real food, stress, sleep, fitness, toxins, natural living, and so much more to give you actionable steps to improve your family's health. Simply search for Wellness Mama, spelled M-A-M-A, on your preferred podcast platform to join the hundreds of thousands of regular listeners. Hi, I'm Carissa Vacker, and welcome back to Sleepwave, a podcast where we let waves of relaxation wash over you through original sleep meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep tonight. And don't worry if you don't hear the end of an episode. I encourage you to drift off whenever you're ready. Before we get started on tonight's episode, I'd like to say thanks again for all of the great ratings and reviews you guys have left us on Apple Podcasts and some of the other networks too. A shout out this week goes to Jamie, a therapist who finds sleep waves soothing and effective at helping her fall asleep more easily. She also loves the content and sometimes re-listens during the day to soak it up. Thanks so much, Jamie. So if you too find that sleep has come easier since listening to Sleep Wave and you've not yet reached out to us, please feel free to let us know via the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We read them every day, and your ratings and reviews help us reach even more people who need a little help with their sleep right now. This week, I had to say goodbye to my sweet cat, Molly. She'd been by my side for the last 16 years. Her passing has felt momentous for many reasons, but one of which is that it makes me look back on all the life she and I lived together. We really grew up together. Just one of the beautiful things about having a pet is that they become a witness to your life. She was there when I got engaged and married for every success and challenge, for four moves across the country, for the birth of my son, every time I was sick or sad. I meditated with her most mornings on the couch when the world was still quiet. 
She would climb into my lap and get settled, and just having her there gave me a greater sense of grounding. As I look back at all the life she witnessed, I feel so much sadness that she's no longer with us, but I also feel so much gratitude. Yesterday morning, I got up before everyone else and we meditated together one last time. I was more present than ever, as we often are when we know that something is happening that feels important, something that we'll want to remember. In the sadness and heaviness of grief, I also feel more fully present. Feelings of pain and sadness are not enjoyable, and in many ways, I don't want to be present for them. But doing so now feels like honoring my beloved pet and also honoring all the life we lived together. It also helps me honor and appreciate all the loved ones in my life that are here right now. If your heart is heavy, sleep can be scarce. Meditation has taught me an important lesson, though, that things come and go and come and go, just like a wave. The grief I've been feeling this week feels like a wave, too. I'll be totally fine one moment, and sometime later, I won't be. And that's okay. Thinking of these uncomfortable feelings as waves, though, has given me some relief. It helps my mind know that the discomfort is impermanent. You might be at the crest of the wave right now, but soon it may subside. Meditating before sleep can help us both become aware of this impermanence and allow us to become relaxed by the wave instead of disturbed by it. If emotions are high, if your body is in pain, I encourage you to experiment with thinking of the discomfort as a wave. Tonight, we're going to get relaxed and soothed into a deep and peaceful sleep as we meditate together to Riding Life's Waves by Billy Gill. The waves on the ocean appear to be distinct from the ocean itself. In the same way, people sometimes think of themselves and others as being distinct from the entirety of reality itself. The wave is one and the same with the ocean, and you are one and the same with reality. It makes all the difference in the world when you see yourself as a larger process rather than a particular point. Truly, you can view yourself from either vantage point. They are different ways of seeing. If you are in the midst of some experience, either pleasant or unpleasant, you can be so absorbed in it that you may actually become the experience. This might be in a flow state of some sort where all self-consciousness dissolves. If it's an unpleasant experience and you don't have any sense of detachment from that experience, you become so intertwined with that state of mind that your consciousness assumes the form of that experience. 
It's like confusing the wave with the ocean. The wave is a transient modulation in the form of the ocean. These waves of mind can easily carry us away from the peace and contentment that is our natural state of mind. Rather than being hypervigilant about never letting the waves of emotion get the better of us, another strategy is to pay attention to your point of view. Are you the wave or are you the ocean? The truth is you can be both, but it is very common in our society to be the wave, to be the particular and distinct. By taking a broader view and seeing yourself more as the ocean itself, you participate in a process that extends beyond your immediate influence. The very nature of a wave is to rise and fall and return to its source. In the same way, the high and the low points of your life are intimately connected. They seem to be two, but they can also be one. Many people fear impermanence because they think it means they may have to lose something that they value. And while from one standpoint, that's true, on the other hand, that means that what you value must be in that distinct form. It's valuing one particular wave over the whole ocean. They are really one and the same. Tonight's meditation is an invitation to spend some time in the ocean of being and letting the waves come and go. You may notice yourself clinging to forms that arise as thoughts in the mind. That is an important part of the meditation too. These waves of the mind may be certain titles you have or roles you play. Teacher, student, mother, father, friend, spouse. These two are particular forms in your mind to which you may notice a great deal of attachment. The notion that they have a fleeting and ephemeral aspect to them could create a tension within you. This is the wisdom of non-attachment. Seeing them as transient doesn't mean that they must disappear, but rather that they are rising, falling, and returning to the source from whence they came. Relax your body and mind. Give yourself plenty of time to get comfortable. Don't rush this. Position your clothes, body, pillow, blanket, and the rest. 
in a way that is most conducive to relaxation and that facilitates the smooth and steady flow of the breath. Perhaps you are lying flat on your back. If so, shuffle your shoulder blades slightly toward one another in order to open your chest. Try to be relatively symmetrical with your legs splaying out at equal angles from the midline of your body. The most important thing is that you are comfortable and that you are breathing easily. Feel free to assume any position that supports that. Relax your jaw. Relax your forehead. Let it be smooth. The bridge of your nose spreads wide across the face and there is a soft, subtle smile on your face as though you were smiling inwardly toward yourself. What you see is very much linked to how you see. The organs of perception are mainly located in the head. Your eyes, ears, nose, and mouth are all in close proximity to one another. This is why it's so helpful to practice this conscious relaxation of your facial muscles. If the face is tense, you will perceive a tense world. If your face is calm and relaxed, the world will seem more calm and relaxed in general. Shift your attention to the rise and fall of the breath. Gentle waves of breath rise and fall. Notice the pauses between the breaths. Feel free to linger in the pauses if you like, never straining. Allow each breath to last about five seconds. Exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Allow a natural pause. Inhale, five, four, three, two, one, pause. Again, exhale, five, four, three, two, one, and continue. As you continue in this way, 
Allow your breath to guide you. There is no need to be strict with the timing of the breath. Just try to let each breath last about five seconds and notice the pauses between the breaths. If your breath ever wants to be still, let it be still. If your breath is a little rough, do not force it. Just patiently coax the breath to become smooth and regulated. This takes practice, so never force the breath to do anything. Just giving yourself space to observe the rise and fall of the breath calms and steadies the mind. From this state of calm steadiness, you take a big step backward. Zoom way out and see the process that underlies whatever particular circumstance you find yourself in. The waves of the mind can eventually become very still. Then, there is only the awareness that has been riding these waves all along. That awareness is the basic element of the mind. Non-attachment can help you access the calm steadiness of seeing this way. Many people confuse non-attachment with being somehow out of touch with their emotions. This isn't necessarily true. The emotions are waves as well. They rise and fall and are deeply felt and sensed. In meditation, the practice of non-attachment is the practice of not becoming the wave entirely. To some degree, you may continue to feel like the wave is you, but with practice, you can see yourself as the ocean too. It isn't one or the other. The insight is that when you see yourself as the wave, you are in for a more turbulent time. When you see yourself as the awareness that has temporarily manifested a wave, you will access the deep steadiness of something larger and more stable. A gnat once landed on the horn of a bull and stayed there for the whole day without the bull even noticing. When the gnat was going to fly away, he said to the bull, thanks for letting me rest here. I won't bother you anymore. The bull hadn't even noticed the gnat at all. Waves are supported by the ocean, but the ocean is not perturbed 
by their rise and fall. This is a form of non-attachment. The clinging to one particular form softens. As you rest here, breathing slowly and consciously, you are able to access that perspective of the bull. The thoughts that come and go, the forms that rise and fall, no matter how pleasant or unpleasant they may be, are like the gnat to the bull. There is some part of you that goes beyond what is temporary. Meditating on impermanence has the paradoxical effect of connecting us to the infinite, that which is beyond the waves of coming and going. The crests and troughs of the wave are inseparable. High and low are one. Being and non-being are no longer separate. Choose a deliberate thought, something positive. Allow your attention to brood on that thought. Pour your mental attention toward this deliberate thought.
And then, suddenly, in an instant, dash it out. Remain in that place of no thought for a while. After some time, a thought will spontaneously arise. When a thought spontaneously arises, once again, pour your attention toward this thought and go on brooding, brooding, brooding on this spontaneous thought. Go on, brooding, brooding, brooding. Then, suddenly, dash it out. Now stay in this place of no thought. As soon as a thought appears, dash it out. If the thought appears as an image, then as soon as it arises, let it dissolve like watercolors on a canvas and remain in that state of no thought.
is thought without intention. At any moment, let go of worry by focusing your attention on the power of seeing. In order to do this, let go of the external objects. Let go of the objects you see and send your awareness toward the source of that seeing. Do this for a long time without interruption. Since the mind is so restless, a long time may be less than one minute. The mind soon begins searching again for some object to which it can attach itself. It's okay. This is what the mind does. The benefits of this meditation come from returning your attention to the power of seeing even at the very moment you have realized your attention is wandering. The breath is a wonderful anchor for your attention. Return to your inhale. Five, four, three, two, one, pause, exhale, five, four, three, two, one, pause, inhale, five, four, three, two, one, pause, Exhale, five, four, three, two, one, pause. Go on at your own pace.
thoughts come and go. You can choose to attach or to detach from them at will. With practice, you will feel a very pleasant relaxation that comes from turning your attention inward. It is a relief to your senses to turn inward. The senses come home to rest in their centers. The sense of sight comes home from its roaming around for objects to see and rests in its center. The sense of sound comes home from its roaming around for objects to hear and rests in its center. The sense of touch comes home from its roaming around for objects to touch and rests in its center. The sense of smell comes home from its roaming around for objects to smell and rests in its center. The sense of taste comes home from its roaming around for objects to taste and rests in its center. The senses have all made a U-turn and have come home to rest in their centers. Sleep.